Welcome to the Degenerates Clubhouse, a place for less than distinguished gentlemen to discuss nonsense and fuck all tomfoolery. With your hosts Aaron and Armando. Honestly, who's going to listen to this? What a couple of stupid fucking cunts. It is fucking bullshit. Why were you pointing at me? Because the audio started recording. <laughs> yeah. Usually when that happens, you would give like a countdown or say, hey, I'm going to record in three, you know. So, oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something. You just pointed at me and you're like, read my mind, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. So we're going? Oh, yeah. Good <laughs> fucking God, Armando. <laughs> Welcome to episode 57 of the Degenerates Clubhouse. I'm the Degenerates Clubhouse genie. Armando, what? you have one wish. Oh, shit. I will grant your wish. You have one. Choose wisely. Uh, to own a home. I want a house. Armando has chosen to own a home. He did not specify where or what kind of home. You have a subterranean home digging, uh, dug by an African bushman. That's cool. Those houses are cool. Have you ever seen Central those, Africa. You ever seen those YouTube videos where, like indigenous people make houses in the middle of BFE nowhere? That's exactly what I'm referencing. Nice. You have a home in the Central African Republic. I'll take it. You go, you get malaria immediately, but you die in your subterranean African home. Congratulations. What? I'm the Degenerates Clubhouse Genie. Oh. This has been your one wish. Boo. All right. Give me a wish. What? I want a wish. So there, I grant you a wish. What do you mean? You Then come up with one. You're supposed to, you're supposed to be a genie. God. Okay. Mondo, you know... I work so hard to be a genie. I grant you a wish and I give you malaria and I get no gratitude or appreciation. Fuck you. I don't want your wish. Let's move on to happier, <laughs> happier subjects in the mayhem in Florida. Florida, man. This week in Florida, model posed on Instagram by dad's casket. She wasn't prepared for the backlash. I treated the celebration as if my father was right next to me, posing for the camera as he had done in mon- on many occasions prior, Jane Rivera told NBC News. She's hot, um, but she for sure... Anyway. First, can I just point out some inher- inherent logic? Okay. Uh, a logical flaw, I should say. The circumstances have changed a lot because prior to the funeral, he was alive. Now he's dead. Yeah. So you probably shouldn't treat him the same when he's dead as you did it as he was alive. Like, what if her mother was like, yeah, I'm just humping him just the same way I would <laughs> when he was still alive. And people are like, ma'am, uh, one, this is now necrophilia. Two, this is in public. This is wrong on so many levels. It's like, a, um, you know, it'd be the only way it would be more wrong on many levels if she was doing it in an elevator. Mm-hmm. If she was humping the dead body in an elevator. That would be wrong on even more levels. You get it? Yeah. Because it's like like floor seven, six. Mm-hmm. And then it just keeps going down until they're fully in hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, social media influencer. By the way, I hate, I think I told, I hate the term influencer. Fuck those people. Social media influencer defended herself Wednesday after she was criticized for sharing photos of herself posing in front of her father's open casket. In the photos, Jane Rivera, 20, was wearing a fitted black one-sleeve blazer dress as she stood by her father's coffin, which was adorned with with an American flag. She posed with her hands in prayer in one picture. Rivera, Florida, told NBC News in an interview that she understood the negative reception, but clarified that the photos were taken with the best intentions in a manner my father would have approved had he still been alive. 
Everyone handles the loss of a loved one in their own ways. Some are more traditional, while others might come across as taboo, the content creator said in a statement Wednesday. For me, I treated the celebration as if my father was right next to me, posing for the camera as he had done on many occasions prior. I'd like to believe that this guy in his will had advanced directives. He's like, you know, uh, if I become a vegetable, I want you to pull the plug. You know, I want my assets split up thusly, Mm -hmm. and I require at my funeral to have my daughter pose next to me tits out like that's yeah that's my last will and wish please execute it thusly the photos generated swift backlash on social media have i mentioned the problem of a narcissistic and performative culture one twitter user wrote another person tweeted is having kids really worth it can i propose some alternate names for a social media influencer Sure. I think we go with social media cloud chaser. Yeah, for sure. Social media attention whore. Mm-hmm. Those those are the two best, but I, I think that's more accurate because an, an influencer, sadly, there are people in this role that are changing the way that young people dress and the things they do and the things they say, but it's all for the attention. And she probably loved it. She's like, look, we're, we're talking about this dumb fucker right now. Yeah, I think if she would have not that... You know, not that people look cute when they're crying, but if she had showed some kind of emotion, maybe, and not expressly, like, posed, then it would have been okay. But it was, like, it was 100%, like, look at me, like, oh, yeah, by the way, my dad's back there. He's dead. It's not, you know what I mean? It's not really. Well, so nobody else was doing it, right? Because if it was, you know, Irish wake style where it's a celebration and everybody else is, like, posing with her and they're in on it. Yeah. Cool. That's at least you're matching the vibe. But, it, no, it's just just her. Chasing that clout. Uh, she she says, I have worked extremely hard for eight long years building my audience, she said. People from the outside judge a book by its cover without stopping to understand the intentions or underlying meanings of the book. She also claimed that Instagram had disabled her account with no reason given, <laughs> adding she reached out to the photo sharing app for clarity because she said no community guidelines were broken when the photos were published. Instagram did not immediately respond to a request for comment Wednesday. Her Instagram account was unavailable as of Wednesday afternoon, but her TikTok account, which has amassed more than 300,000 followers, was still active. People are going to disagree either way, and I'm used to it. I'm a, I'm a Rivera, and I know my dad is proud of me and how things turned out. He will not be forgotten. You know the, the cartoons where you have little devil angel? Uh-huh. Like, I'm having that argument in my head right now, because there's the one side, it's the little devil, he's like, ah, fuck it, let her do whatever she wants. It's her father's funeral, like, she wants to get some, you know, likes or whatever, that's fine. And then the other one's like, dude, it's a fucking funeral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's great, but just pick your pick your spots a little bit better. Ah, whatever, tits on the coffin, it's fine. Like, fucking yeah. live her life. Her dad probably didn't care. Like, he'd be... It's like, yep, yeah, my little girl's got my her tits on my coffin. I love it. Like, who who knows? Here's another thing that kind of catches my attention. She says she's been working for eight years. She's only 20 years old. So what, she's been doing Instagram and all this shit since 12? It, it, like, that already is kind of already, like, at what at what, at what point as a parent do you say, like, you know what, you're you're doing, like, I don't know. The crazy thing is, remember back in the day there was the whole thing about child actors and their parents sort of pushing them. Yeah. You know, it was the Olsen twins and um, Macaulay Culkin. That one was kind of fucked up. But are, there probably are a whole new wave of child influencers yeah. coming up. Because um, we talked last episode about the kid who does toy reviews. Mm-hmm. And he seems to like that. That's a, kind of a wholesome win-win. And he's making like millions of dollars when he's eight reviewing toys. But 
particularly in Florida, there's probably some fucked up ones coming up where, you know, instead of the mothers who, who forced their daughters into like way too provocative clothing for beauty pageants, uh-huh. now it's going to be Instagram influencing. So maybe, maybe that this is really something that he wanted. Like he's gussing up his little 12 year old daughter for Instagram and she's just following what he, he laid out. The next, the next one's going to be like her taking like a, a selfie, like while she's taking a shit. <laughs> with the toilet like with the turd in the background she's like all model and pretty and but look i just took a dump <laughs> somehow that would be in way better taste than than this i think yeah i agree the, as long as long as she wasn't doing it at the same time she wasn't taking the dump while at the funeral tits out that's that's just sort of next level, but uh-huh. you know what? You know what? I, I've landed on like whatever. Who fucking cares? You know what? Out of all the stories we've covered in Florida of mayhem and people destroying lives and burning down houses and drugs and this and that and the other, you know what? I've landed on if she wants to take sexy photos at her founder's funeral, whatever. Like she's really not hurting anyone. This this is probably one of those examples of uh, of people getting upset when there's way better things to get upset about. Yeah. Yeah, but I still think like like there's 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 tact. You know, sure. there's just time where you got to But like who cares? Like yeah, I'm 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 not going to uh for many reasons I'm not going to try to take sexy photos at my parents' funeral. Uh-huh. Um but if she wants to fuck it, it doesn't it doesn't really doesn't affect my life. I, that that's that's where I've landed. Sure. That's my opinion. Um moving on to the wonderful world of Reddit. On Ask Reddit, question number 1. Yeah. Aaron. Mhm. In your opinion, what is the scariest real thing on Earth? So there's a lot of good ways to go with this. You know, like uh, there was actually this is Mike Rubigley who's talking about it. He he asked his his uh, girlfriends like, "What are you most afraid of?" And she's like, "Well, I'm really afraid of becoming isolated and really never finding someone to connect with and then just dying alone." What about you? And he goes, "Bears." <laughs> Bears are really scary. So it's like kind of two ways to look at that. I mean, there's sort of these big existential things and also what's going to happen to the planet and blah, blah, blah. And then there's like real tangible things that I'm like, oh, that's fucking freaky. I'm going to go with the latter. That's more fun to talk about. For me, it's it's like all the deep sea stuff. I was thinking the same fucking thing. Right? Because I was thinking that. Go ahead. I, I'm just, I am a little bit scared of the ocean in general. Just uh-huh. the ocean is scary to me. Not yeah. a strong swimmer. There's like rip currents. There's, you don't, you don't know what's down there. We're just sort of out of our element. Deep sea is especially scary because the, the pressure from the water uh-huh. is intense. Where like, if you, you know, even if you're scuba diving or whatever, if you fuck up, like you're just going to get crushed like a grape at a, at an Italian winery. There's um, a, there's a bunch of like undiscovered, Mm-hmm. Species and shit down there oh, that like, all, and they're horrific. Yeah, yeah, they're all ugly. They're fucking aliens. Yeah, yeah. It's like giant teeth and gl- the 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 anglerfish is terrifying. The little uh, yeah, it has like a little glowing lamp thing that that attracts prey, and then it just opens its giant jaw with these fucking aliens. Like the stuff in deep sea is way scarier than anything from the aliens movies. They're terrifying. Yeah, I don't. I was thinking the same exact thing. You took my fucking my my idea. We can like, both talk about it. We can expand more. You ever see uh, Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou? I did. The, the, I love that fucking movie. That what is that? That tiger shark or whatever the fucking thing that they have to go dive deep and uh, kills his friend. I well, love that movie. I saw recently that sharks like investigate like with their mouths. They're kind of like you know like little puppies. Uh-huh. Where they're trying to learn about the world around them, they just kind of like nibble, like they just open and 
They're just, you know, and it's, when it's a puppy, you're like, ah, you little fucker, get off me. Apparently sharks do that. So like a lot of the times they're not even really trying to kill humans necessarily. They're just like, oh, what is this thing? Let me just, let me just feel it with my mouth. And then they just take a huge bite out of it. Oh. And then, you know, the blood gets in the water. There's the smell. And the other sharks are like, oh, look, that's cool. Let me, let me see what it is too. I want to see. And <laughs> like, they're just investigating. Meanwhile, uh, the person's getting bit like mauled to death. I almost drowned one time. When, uh, we were young, dumb kids. And we did like this family vacation thing to like a beach. See, in Mexico, you can camp on most beaches. Like there, there's zero lifeguards. They don't give a fuck. It's mm-hmm. kind of wild, wild west. And so we did this like family, you know, thing out there. I went with a, a one of my uncle's like uh, coworker, family friends, something like that went with us. And he was a bit of a surfer. Uh, and he took like surfboards and bodyboards and all that shit. And I, like a dumbass, I must have been like 12 years old. I go on one of these bodyboard things wearing jeans. So my jeans had like, they, obviously they got soaked, they got really wet, mm-hmm. they had they get heavy. And just the weight of me being on this boogie board, like it, I was dragged out in the like middle of the water. Like it, it felt like a quarter mile away. Like I couldn't see shit. Like I couldn't see family. Like I didn't know where the fuck I was. And I slowly started drifting back towards the shore, like swimming, getting tired. And I thought, okay, I'm going to die. I'm going to drown here. I wonder if I should get off this bodyboard. But no, eventually uh, eventually they swam out and they, they rescued me. Oh, I swear. <laughs> Shut up. I wanted to get to the end. I'm like, did you, dr- did you drown or not? No, you fuck you. <laughs> but why did, why did you go out in jeans? Because I was a dumb idiot kid. I, yeah, I didn't. I didn't uh, when I was a kid, I didn't like wearing shorts, even if I was in the middle of the fucking desert. I was just a weird kid. Like I didn't, I didn't like wearing shorts. So I should have been wearing shorts. But anyway, yeah, I almost died. But drowning is scary. But, but guys, he didn't. He didn't. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. to clarify, yeah, I'm alive. He's still here. Whew. Um, I was looking up scary creatures in the sea. Uh, if you guys want to see something just truly hideous, just do a Google image search on goblin shark. Goblin shark. I'm gonna. Oh look my it. fucking goblin. <laughs> Uh, it, it, it has this sort of big protruding nose that does look like a, a sort of hideous goblin. Oh yeah. Just razor teeth. It is terrifying. Ew. They're not that big. I don't think, but if I saw even like a a two foot, one of those, I would freak the fuck out. Yeah. They look like an alien thing. Like an alien shark. Do you know how squids, like they project ink to try to start, you know, confuse their prey and, and get away. Mm-hmm. If a goblin shark was swinging up to me, I would do that, but it would just be diarrhea. It'd be just, shit. Yep. Oh my God. Oops. And it wouldn't be on purpose. It would just be a, a natural reflex. <laughs> Holy uh, shit. That thing is terrifying. Some of the answers on Reddit. User anonymous, anonymous189. Fuck you and your stupid name. Deep ocean. Deep open ocean. Might as well be outer space. Ah, people, yeah. People agree. Uh, scary. The unknown is scary, and crazy, fucked up creatures are scary. It's both. User Molly Renfro writes: Lampreys have a creepy reputation. Stupid teeth tubes. So again, another ocean creeper cre- mm-hmm. creature. Uh, another user Samaran of I can't fucking make a username that makes sense. The deeper part of the oceans. A lot of people say the same thing. Oh, it seems like you're all on, you're on the same thread. Because it's all going to be ocean stuff until you get to the next no, no, one. No, no, no. These are all separate ones. Really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, user five underscore decades writes, chronic nerve pain. It's like being tortured by your own body constantly, and medicine isn't that good at fixing it. Oh, that does suck. Nerve- I dealt with that. It's not good. Don't do it. 
I have some kind of thing in my back. It's I don't know if it's sciatica, nerve, or something, but it feels it's like I used to be when I would bench bench press when I was in football decades ago. Bench pressing like sometimes like certain positions like I tweak something in my back and it would fuck like I would just paralyze me. I couldn't do. Uh, I wasn't very good at upper body shit. Um, but can can I with the nerve pain thing? I, I could add. Uh, you know, sometimes in scary movies, it's not actually seeing the monster. It's sort of the anticipation. Like, you don't know when it's going to pop out. You don't know, oh, when you turn this corner, is it going to be there? And it's sort of like right when you let your guard down, that's when it fucks you up because it comes out. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. I feel like nerve pain can kind of be the same way because it's just this like sort of uh, electric, uh, electrical signal that's getting fucked up in your body. So sometimes it's fine and you're like you're not actually in that much pain, but you're like, what's going to set it off? Like, is this thing going to set it off? Is that thing? And then right when you let your guard down, you're like, Oh, I'm fine. Like, it's not, you know, I'm not going to get this huge flare up. You end up in the wrong position. You're just in a, in a bad spot and it gets set off and it's just like, Oh fuck. I didn't see that coming. And to, to me, sometimes it's the anticipation of, Will this social situation, will, you know, doing whatever, this this chore, this exercise, will that set it off? It's actually worse than the pain itself. It's like fucks you up mentally, too. Uh, last one I'll read. Last one I'll read is user Xerxes2004 writes, Prions, weirdly folded proteins that can't be killed or removed easily and cause other proteins to flip and make, you, make holes in your brain. Oh. Ever heard of mad cow disease? That's those little motherfuckers. Yeah, little biological things like, like E. coli. Dude, we, like a, a couple months ago, I think you were out of town for something. And anyway, I get a text from like the city of Lakewood or something like, "Hey, don't drink tap water. We found uh, E. coli in some of our, in some of our just bit, bit, basically just drinking water." So I was like, "Oh shit!" So we got to boil everything. And then, and what sucks is that they never like they never sent a follow up, whatever notification saying, "Okay, we're in the clear." So for a while, I was all paranoid about drinking water motherfuckers that's it for reddit question number one reddit question number two what item under a hundred dollars significantly improved your life you go first i had a hard time thinking of one but i kind of like my my uh cracked fire stick i got an amazon fire stick uh should i be saying all this stuff on internet well who cares i'm not gonna get in trouble um where i can get like you know i could stream TV shows and stuff like that and catching up on, you know, other services or, you know, catch sports events that uh, aren't being televised in my area because I'm a Chargers fan. I get a Dodgers fan. All my L.A. teams, I could watch all those sports uh, shows on my fire stick. What about you, Aaron? I had a really good one, which is why <laughs> I suggested this. Oh. And I've since forgot it. <laughs> Fuck all of you. Um Really? Yeah, I can't remember what it was. Oh. But the the one that I'll throw out there, I mean, I don't know if this is like, you know, a complete life changer, but when I found out there is such a thing as waterproof socks, oh yeah, I really enjoyed that because uh, it was great for hiking. Like I don't have to wear big heavy boots or anything like that. And then anytime I'm out, I just have them sitting in my backpack, and you can put them on, and your so- shoes can be completely soaked through, and your your feet are nice and toasty and dry. I got to buy some of those because here pretty soon. If I start going on like my jog, then it's getting colder and rainier. The ones I use are called Randy Sun, like like Randy as in Randy Marsh in South Park, and then Sun S U N, and they're like twenty bucks. Oh, so I'm sure there's something that that 
has improved my life much more. And I'm, we're probably going to be like midway through Netflix. And I'm going to be like, oh, fuck, that's what it was. Oh, oh. And then I'm going to completely ruin the whole flow of that segment because I'm going to have to tell you. But for now, waterproof socks. All right. Uh, user Doc Watts Mitch writes, got a $50 drawing tablet for my computer during quarantine. Vastly improved my schoolwork. Didn't have to do anything on paper and scan it in. Could just keep everything on my computer digitized and organized. Linear algebra was so much easier online with that. Uh, let's see. User Costly Biggie Yo-Yo writes a long ass charging cable, <laughs> like for your like to charge your phone, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, user Mad Lint Elf writes years of back and neck pain. Podiatrist told me to get orthopedic inserts. Mm-hmm. Orthofeet had them for 98 bucks. Felt uncomfortable uncomfortable for three days, and my back pain and neck pain subsided. That was four years ago. Bought nothing but those inserts and a few pairs of shoes from them. Never going back to regular shoe sneakers without those inserts. Oh, yeah. That was mine. Hold on. Not not the Orthofeet. I actually think that's kind of questionable because he could also have just corrected his posture and strengthened his feet, and then he wouldn't need those. But whatever. Wait, hold on. This this was mine. Okay. This made a big difference. I couldn't read for, for years. Um because just the posture of reading a book, going back to what I was talking about, the nerve pain, I'm like, oh, that's going to just set it off. So I could read for like five or 10 minutes and I would get a terrible headache. And then I I found, um, I, like I call it a robot arm, but it's, it's very similar to these like little boom uh-huh. clip-ons that we have for the microphones where it's, you know, it'll, it'll clip on to like a table or the top of like a, a headboard on a bed. And then it, instead of having a little thing to hold a microphone, it's got... Um, these like little like retractable clips that will hold an iPad and an iPhone, and now that's like my preferred way to watch Netflix. Like I can lie on my my uh, back in bed, I can watch Netflix, and I can also read. And I never thought I would enjoy reading on a, a tablet or an iPad more than a physical book, mm-hmm. but I actually really really like reading that way, particularly fiction, because the great thing about that is like you're nice, you're comfortable, but you also have something to read on that has its own light source. So I can completely turn the lights out. I'll uh-huh. read at night. It's black. And it really helps me to sort of get into it because there's not all that extra stimulus. It's just like the sort of, not even the, the glow from the page because I'll have it I'll have it on uh, like night mode where it's a black page and white text. So that's like all I see. Doesn't just, that put you to sleep though? Like when you're reading that, isn't that like kind of... If I'm tired, which, in, which if that's the case, then that's awesome. It was time to go to sleep uh-huh. and, I, and I'm out like a light but no I'll, I'll actually read for hours like that and it just it for me it really helps me get engrossed in what i'm reading because all that extra outside stimulus is gone and the sort of visualization and the way i'm processing my head is just like peak it's like sort of like a isolation tank reading Ooh, i want to try that one of these days. an isolation tank yeah i've done them they're cool there's a episode in, in uh dave on Hulu, where he does that, but that's not what we're talking about. Fuck. But what what are what are we talking about on uh, a new on Netflix? What is our, <laughs> where is our what is our fake Netflix show that we're talking about? New on Netflix. Hey, Aaron, have you seen Bill Murray's Zombie Slayer? I, I did. <laughs> I did. Yeah, for a second, I forgot that was the fake show that we're talking about. <laughs> I'm forgetting a lot this episode. Yeah, because I I remember when you. <laughs> I was I was like, wow, Bill Murray. Uh, he was in Zombie Land. If you mm-hmm. guys have seen that, yeah. Um, and he's Bill Murray playing himself as Bill Murray. There, there's a portion of Zombie Land that takes place in Bill Murray's mansion. I wonder if that was his actual mansion or is just for the the movie. But so this is sort of a prequel 
while the whole zombie epidemic is starting. And Bill Murray, obviously an unlikely uh, zombie hunter. So, so it's, it's a little bit, um, it's a little bit like sort of like entourage meets, uh, you know, meets like Shaun of the dead meets just, just, Oh, what what was, what was the, the zombie movie with the, the chainsaw? Like the really classic one. Zombie movie with the chainsaw. Yeah, you mean like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? That was not zombies. Whatever. Oh, uh, Army of Darkness. Yes, that's what I was going for. I was like, huh? Um, But so, so sort of, sort of the 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 reversal is that Bill Murray, not your typical sort of badass zombie slayer. Uh, He he's very old. Um, (laughs) He he I don't think he could like pick up and wield a chainsaw. So. So he's a little bit limited. So so early on, uh, Bill Murray is also a little bit of a diva um, in real life. It, it's it's more him sort of commanding his little army of personal assistants oh, to okay. kill the zombies. Nice, uh, comedically, and he's getting very upset when they're not getting kills. Like they're they're like trying to kill a zombie, getting overrun, and, and he's just like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Do your job. It works because it's Bill Murray. Like so I, somehow anything that guy does is funny." Yeah. So even Bill Murray berating a, a personal assistant while the personal assistant is getting mauled to death by a horde of zombies is somehow funny. Yeah. So so that that is sort of the 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 gist of it. I, I to be honest, I don't I don't think it worked as well <laughs> as when he was a side character. Oh. When he when he's the main character, right? Because in Zombieland, you 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 one you had Woody Harrelson who's sort of your badass. Mm-hmm. Then you had. Jesse Eisenberg, who's sort of like the bumbling sort of, you know, uh, comedic lead, but he he also had some redeeming qualities. And then you had this sort of third, just just not even tertiary character. You just had this side character of Bill Murray for just some sort of added comic relief. One of the funniest things in Zombieland was the fact that Bill Murray dresses up as a zombie. Like, he, like, cosplays as a zombie to fool the zombies. Yeah. And... They they do do a nice callback. That I'm not. I don't want to give too much of a, a spoiler. Do do, yeah. There you go, Mardell. But basically, the 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 sort of zombie queen who who sets this off. Uh, and this, I guess this this happened right before she kind of got canceled. But Ellen DeGeneres is, is the toxic zombie queen who's just sort of spreading all this. Like oh. like the zombie. You find out zombies are actually. It's kind of a little bit of a hive mind. Oh, and. There is a very funny scene of of Bill Murray trying to infiltrate the zombie horde and kill Ellen DeGeneres while cosplaying as a zombie. That would be dope, especially if he pulled it off and actually killed Ellen DeGeneres. Uh, I, I don't want to tell you what happens. Okay, no. But, but just just Bill Bill Murray trying to interact with zombies while he's a cosplay zombie is, is pretty hilarious. But I I I, I give this. Uh, Two out of five decomposing heads. I love zombie movies. I don't care if they suck. I love zombie movies. There have been some really bad ones, but yeah, I love zombie movies. Zombie shit. Zombie zombie lore. Anyway, what's the real show on Netflix that uh, that you've seen that you want to talk about? Only Murders in the Building. Hmm. Uh, it's it's quite popular, but it's only quite popular for Hulu. Um, not, a, I know not a lot of people have Hulu. I, I used their free trial just to watch the show. I think it was well worth it. Um, so like, yeah, they give you like a month free trial so you can watch that and, and a couple other things for free and then cancel if you want. And I, I recommend using it on only murders in the building. Do you have questions about it? Yeah. Who the hell's in it? There are a lot of people in it. 
It's not a one-man show. Oh. Uh, but the, of note, the, the three leads are Steve Martin. Um, Excellent. You know, of, of comedic fame, Three Amigos, Father of the Bride. He's a legend. There's Martin Short. Uh, also excellent comedian actor. And then Selena Gomez, who, you know what? I have not seen her in many things. She, I guess she was in a lot of uh, like Disney stuff yeah. earlier on. And then, you know, the whole kind of like princess movies and things like that. She was very good in this, I thought. So it would get, have been a lot cooler if you said Chevy Chase was in it. Then it's like a Three Amigos reunion. Yeah, but I then Chevy Chase would have also been in it. And apparently that guy is just a fucking nightmare to work with. Oh, is he? Oh uh, yeah, he he. Speaking of divas, Chevy Chase is the worst. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he he's he's a huge asshole, notorious ass, like IRL asshole. And, and uh, I didn't know that. Anyway, back to the show. Um, what the hell's it about? So it it is sort of like a true crime spoof, but it it, it not really a spoof exactly. You know how uh, Shaun of the Dead was both comedic, but at the same time it was an authentic zombie movie. Mm-hmm. It's sort of the same way. So the the characters are all living in like not a super fancy, but a, a fairly upscale New York apartment building. Okay. And you know, if if you're familiar with New York apartment buildings, they're they're huge, right? You 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 can have 14, 15, 16 floors, hundreds of people in the building. Um but so it's kind of its own self-contained little ecosystem. The the main characters end up on on an elevator together, going back to listen to their favorite Three of them, Martin Short, Steve Martin, Selena Gomez, to listen to their favorite podcast, which is like a sort of one of these true crime podcasts. Have you ever heard any of them? Who? True, the true oh, crime no, podcast. No, 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 no. no. Uh, the the only one I listened to. What was it called? It was uh, it, it was just about this, this murder that took place, and there there was a a um, it was like a like a young like teenage girl like in high school had been killed, and then her boyfriend. Anand Syed was was put away for the murder, but there are a lot of questions, and they kind of are going back act, after the fact, trying to figure it out. So it's, it's sort of the, the the conceit was like, oh, they all love these sort of true crime podcasts. There's a whole ecosystem of these things out there, and then one of the people that they were on the yellow elevator with is murdered, and they decide to start their own podcast while they're trying to figure out who who killed this person, and it was initially ruled a suicide. So it. it they're, they're comedic elements, but it's also very kind of serious and sad in a way, which is, it's, it was an interesting balance that I think they did very well. So it's a mini series. Obviously, there's probably not going to be a season two. How many there episodes? will 100%, I think, be a season two. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I was like thinking it was just a, you know, mini series, one, one season and one do, I do not. There was a big twist at the end mm. that had a lot of people talking and makes it seem almost definitely that there will be a season two. Cause this, this also it did very well. Um, huh. uh, and, and one of the things though, I thought that was interesting. There's obviously the central mystery of like who, like a who done it. Yeah. Who killed this person? What happened? Whatever. But there are also all these little sub mysteries surrounding even the main characters. Like there, there, um, there's a, a, a mystery surrounding Selena Gomez's character, and you feel like, oh, maybe she's not really telling oh. Steve Martin and Martin Short the truth, what's happening. And then... The little bitch is a killer, huh? That is not what I said. <laughs> wow. I just, I just Armando's <laughs> both misogynistic and a bad detective. <laughs> Amazing. Yay. Um, and then th- there's there's some kind of mysteries surrounding like like Steve Martin. So one one of the the funny parts was was uh, Steve Martin in the show uh, is playing 
what's his name? Charles Hayden Savage is his character's name. And you, you, he's an actor and you get the sense that he made all of his, his sort of money and fame on this series where he, he played a detective called Brasco or something like that. And he just hasn't done a whole lot since then, but he's presented as a sort of loner, like poor social skills, like kind of isolated in this apartment. I'm like, Oh cool. I relate to this guy. But then you're like, wait, something happened. He wasn't always a loner. What you know, you're trying to figure that out. So all these like, and same, same with Martin Tripp. There are all these little sub mysteries where you're trying to figure out not only what happened with the murder, but what are these characters hiding from each other? How many, how many episodes are they? And what's the average runtime of each episode? It's short. So there it's like the average runtime is just a little over 30 minutes. And I think oh. there were nine episodes. So that's not bad. You can watch that all in like a day, really. Yeah, I think I watched it in two or three. But huh. uh, here, I'll, I'll, I'll check. But yeah, it, it is very quick and satisfying. Uh, there are there are ten episodes, and they're yeah, they're like thirty to th- oh no, there's one that's only twenty six minutes. Yeah, they're very short. They're they're all around the thirty minute mark. Ten episodes, thirty minutes. So it's roughly five hours of yeah. You can watch that all in a day or two. I might have to watch it. Only murders in the building. I've never heard of the fucking thing. You're saying it's got like great reviews and stuff, huh? Oh yeah. I mean, this might have been a little bit overblown, but yeah, it's got a hundred percent fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, and that actually probably sounds right. Like, I, I I would be surprised if anybody watched this and they were like, "Oh, it's terrible." Yeah. Um, because huh. it's 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 good acting. It's a really so the the character dynamics are hilarious. Um, like Steve Martin, like I said, is playing this sort of antisocial not good with people um you know uh kind of kind of older guy martin short is playing sort of this more flamboyant uh gregarious that was that was i was i was digging for an sat word there but but you know, kind of silly character and then selena gomez is just like what the fuck is with these two old guys like that's sort of her her whole vibe going on uh-huh. and the all three of them play off really well so there's very funny moments and there are also like i said there there's sort of these like deeply touching sad moments like let me let me just give you uh just a little little taste of one of these mysteries where you get the sense that oh there's something going on in the background that it's a little bit sad like steve steve martin's character likes to he makes he makes this omelet and like there's plenty of shots of him uh preparing an omelet and he's he's dicing up like peppers and everything like he's cooking the egg he puts it and I, I was I was really heartbroken not not only about his backstory but, but every time he makes this delicious looking omelet we're like oh fuck I want to eat that then he just takes it in the frying pan opens the trash and dumps it in the trash you're like what the fuck is go- what what is happening like huh. that, that affected me on a very deeply personal level because I wanted to eat that omelet yeah, like, so bad. <laughs> no how dare you throw away food you fucking you son of a bitch. I mean that 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 in of itself surrounding the mystery it, absent of the mystery just made me really sad. I was crying. I'm like, no, oh, I want to eat that almond, you motherfuckers. For sure. It's so good. Aaron's a very emotional person when it comes to food like that. Like if he's hungry, you can tell because he's in the fucking wicked bad mood. He just gets grump grumpy and grouchy. <laughs> if you haven't had anything to eat, you get like uh-huh. <laughs> I'm a little bit better than I used to be because at least I'm aware of it, but I'm, st- I'm still not great. Brain's not functioning when I'm hungry. O- only murders in the building. Any uh, other any other actors other than those three that are like big name? Like, no, I think those were the three. Um, and, th- and those are big names. Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. again, I give Selena Gomez a lot of credit because 
Steve Martin, Martin Short, they're fucking legends. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, comedy legends. And she, it wasn't even that, like, oh, she was just sort of holding her own. Like, she added a lot to the dynamic. Like, I do not think it would have worked as well if someone wasn't, you know, acting and keeping up with them as well as she did. Yeah. And that was, I think, really, that was the first thing I'd ever seen her in. I was really impressed. Yeah, I don't think I've seen her in anything. I, like, most of the shit she's in is, like, teeny kitty stuff anyway that's probably why i've never no you know what i don't r- recognize oh no, no no what am i talking about fucking nathan lane was in it who you know who nathan lane is no jesus christ uh so so there's two two, two big people nathan lane is been in many things he's in the birdcage the producers uh he, he he was in the lion king he's been in a ton of stuff i don't know who the fuck that is dude he's he's kind of like a i'm trying to think what you would know he he's like a little bit uh a little bit overweight, kind of. Um, I'm gonna look it up. Very, very kind of theatrical. Uh, he, he's he's a very famous actor. Tina Fey was also in it. I know Tina Fey. You know who that is. Mm-hmm. So she was playing the the sort of like podcast mogul who, when I said they you know they all had their favorite true crime podcast. Uh-huh. She was the the investigative reporter doing that podcast. So mm-hmm. so she she plays a, a small role, but she was very good in it. He let's see what else he was in. People versus O.J. Simpson, Penny Dreadful, Guys and Dolls, a funny thing happened on the way in the forum. He's, I think he's a big Broadway actor. He's been in a ton of stuff, though. I never heard of him. I, I looked him up right now, and I go, huh, he, sound, he looks familiar, but... He's he's a super famous actor. Okay. Super famous. So put, f- put some respect on Nathan Lane's name, Whoa, motherfucker. Sorry. Don't get ma- angry. I'm, I'm furious. Are you hungry? On behalf of Nathan Lane. <laughs> Are you hungry? I might be. That's why I freaked out when I started thinking about that omelet. <laughs> God damn it! That—that's really the, you know what? Fuck the guy getting murdered. Those poor omelets getting thrown away in the trash. No one eating. That's terrible. How rude! Oh my god! I'm getting hungry. But yeah, and, and, but so the the thing I can say about this though is murder mysteries can be great, and then if there's a shitty ending where you're like, really that that was it? Uh, it's very very disappointing. I think for me, it was a f- completely satisfying ending. And then on top of the ending, there's a big twist at the end where you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, there's probably going to be season two. Okay. So there's there's this, the reveal of the whodunit, and then there's a, a, a secondary twist that keeps you kind of guessing what's going to happen in season two. So like, I think based on the fact that it's it's short, you know, it's, it's probably like a 300-minute runtime. I mean, that's, that's like a half of a Peter Jackson movie. Yeah. And, and you can watch this entire, this entire series. And like I said, there's some some great character development, some good twists, and then a little bit of breaking of the fourth wall. Um, that was that was fun, you know, kind of kind of playing off the, the whole medium. So I I you know what when I look back and I see that there was a hundred percent fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, I I could completely believe it. Because is this like the greatest series ever made in the history of television? Eh, probably not. But I I would just struggle to find anyone that wouldn't like it. I'm gonna have to watch it. I did. I was not on my radar, you know. A bunch of other shit. I started watching. I told you I started watching The Sopranos. Holy shit! I don't get the hype behind it, but oh well. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to watch this. I'm gonna have to watch this show all in one sitting. Only murders in the building. A true crime podcast, produced by Steve Martin, and Martin Short, and then Selena Gomez was there too. <laughs> there, there's there are parts where it cracks me up because they're, because they're actually recording the podcast like throughout the episode, uh-huh. so it is very podcast centric. And there's parts where um, 
like that really cracked me up where they're they're giving each other notes where like like they're talking to a guy who's really upset because his cat died and he's like i just can't believe my poor cat and then martin Schultz's like okay i like i like the emotion keep that but we're gonna have to do another take because it's impossible to understand what you're saying and he's like and then he's like do you have any notes and steve martin's like it's like yeah yeah the crying's really muffling the diagram uh the dialogue you gotta cut that out he's like oh that's a good note okay now again (laughs) and it does crack me up because there's definitely parts where uh We'll fudge something and like Mondo, can you edit that? I was like, yeah, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> so like it was, it was. You know what? For for the uh, huge huge fan base out there that have their own podcasts, of which we are a part of, there's a, some added humor as well. Only murders in building. Sounds good. I'll have to watch it. Um, short episode. I don't have anything else to add. Do you have anything else to add, sir? Uh, one shout out to Glover to share. Oh yeah, fuck yeah, dude! I almost put money on him just because I was like, eh, fuck it, he's he's due, and if he wins, you know, he's a long shot to win. But for for non UFC people, uh, Glover to share has been a fighter for a very long time. This dude is forty two years old. He uh, was uh he was like uh like Chuck Liddell's like protege coming up in the MMA scene, and he never made it to the UFC. Uh, younger because he had visa issues. Yeah, he was supposed to be on the Ultimate Fighter like like more decade, you know, in, in what, what was it like two thousand and three or something like way back when uh-huh. early days of the Ultimate Fighter and he couldn't he couldn't get in and there's all this talk of like oh when this guy gets in, you know this this will be his time and then he he didn't get into the UFC until he was already really old, uh, went five and zero, oh, lost to John Jones. And then it was like, oh, okay. Like, it just didn't happen. He got into the UFC too late. Like, that's the story of a lot of fighters. But this fucking guy just kept going, kept going. And so right now, forget about people uh, as champions. Not only is he the only fighter born in in the 1970s that was a champion, he's the only fighter in the top 15 yeah, born that, in the 1970s. That's that old, yeah, yeah. He's 42 years old, and he just kind of kept grinding. He put this this win streak together. Um, tough too. I mean, he's he was get he was in trouble many times on the win streak to get to the yeah. champion. Where like, oh, he's about to get finished, and this was just a great matchup for him. Yeah, um, it was the old striker versus grappler, and he was the grappler, and he he just he was fucking on point. Yeah, he moved very slow. I wasn't like in the in, in early in the fight. I didn't think I was like, damn, he's just moving slower than I've ever seen him. He's just kind of sluggish moving. But when you're a grappler and he's a and he's a big dude, uh, you know, he's able to position himself. What? And you know what? His his defense was kind of solid. I thought he he's almost like the better meta version of Damian Maya. Like when I say God, this I'm getting probably way deeper than anyone anyone would care about. But Damian Maya kind of had a similar background. He was he was jujitsu, and but he really sort of got just a little bit of striking, you know, where he wasn't completely helpless, and then a little bit of wrestling. So hopefully he could get it down, and then really lean heavy on his jujitsu. But like Glover, especially for that weight cast, has a very well-rounded game. Like he's he's a solid striker, and he's really dangerous. If if you're not paying attention to striking, he will knock you the fuck out. Yeah. And then he's not nearly as good as at jujitsu as Damian Maya, but he, you know, he's a huge submission threat, particularly at two Oh five where there's not as great grapplers. And then he's a very good, like solid wrestler. Like there's a lot of people where I see them grappling. I'm like, eh, it's not that great. Like he, he, he's, he's, he's very, very strong. So it's like, he has a well-rounded game and he just kind of never gave up. 
kept thinking if I just just keep trying, if I kind of change things a little bit, if I get the right situation, he could still fulfill his dream. And fucking forty two years old, this guy wins a UFC championship. Yeah, I was happy. I was happy for him. You know. It- and he's a super nice guy. Yeah, That's yeah. the other thing. Apparently, everyone who talks about him is just glowing about him. There, there is okay. This is this is famously he was fighting uh, Anthony Smith, right? And like he's he's got Anthony Smith down. You know he's on top, just doing ground and pound. And he stops. He's like, Anthony, like I'm sorry, I just have to do this. I'm, and Anthony's like, what? He's like, I'm like, he's like, yeah, man, it's just part of the job. Like no hard feelings. And then he goes back. And Anthony's like, yeah, whatever, don't worry, man. And then he just goes back to hitting him. <laughs> <laughs> just like, generally felt bad just busting up poor Anthony Smith um, and yeah apparently the guy's just a fucking sweetheart and uh, which makes the fact that he, he won the championship even better because there's a lot of assholes out there yeah. particularly in the fighting world John Jones. and <laughs> the, yeah the fact that the last two champions at 205 have just been like legitimately good guys yeah is uh, is a good luck for the UFC yeah. Um, while we're on the topic of the UFC, next week's fight card is going to be amaze balls. Just the main card, like the main top five fights: Frankie Edgar versus Marlon Vera to open up. Uh, then we got Shane Burgess against Billy Q, Justin Gaethje against Michael Chandler. That's going to be nuts. And then Rose Zhang Wei Li part two, Kamara Usman against Colby Covington part two. Holy smoke balls! Uh. Yeah, that's that is a very good card. There's even I mean, there's good matchups on the prelims, the prelims as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm yeah I'm looking forward to that. I mean the Colby Covington Usman one. This is a rematch. That I mean that was one of the best. That might have been the best Walter White fight of all time. Can, can I? Does it sound bad that I want? I'm rooting for Colby. Does it sound bad? Yeah, kind of. I just don't like Kumaru. That's fine, but like Colby. You can not like Kamaro's personality, but like Colby's just a fucking piece of shit. He really is. Yeah, but I kind of like that. Like that Chael's Chael does it. Chael does it's, it way better. It's different though, right? Because like Chael, I think actually is a good guy, and he was playing an act and everything. And his act was funny, and yeah, he was being the quote unquote bad guy, the the Westland gangster, whatever he, you know, all these things, but it was always humorous and he was usually punching up. Right. When he was talking shit about people, he was talking shit about Anderson Silva when he was like this unbeatable, you know, champion and then the top of the world, Colby, he's 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 making fun of people beneath them he and it's not funny it's just like i think it's funny <laughs> it, it's the dumbest shit it's and it's and it, a lot of it really is like racist and picking on people smaller where it's like why why are you doing this i don't know i like it and I, the thing that always uh bothered me though is colby's like well i didn't have a choice like you know I, they were said they were going to cut me they didn't think i was entertaining so i had no other option to take this sort of when he calls it a persona, but let, let's be honest, he's from like the central Florida where that like all these Florida man stories where we're talking about people letting their houses on fire and meth and like just depraved acts. That's that's like Colby Covington land. Yeah. So I don't think it's an act. Yeah. I think he's just like, oh, it's an act. But I'm also just now saying the things that I was too scared to say in real life. And people are like, well, no, he's nice to his fans. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. People that are, you know. Pay, literally paying his salary. I'm sure he will pretend to be nice to them, but the the options, it wasn't this binary choice of I get cut to the UFC or 
I take on this sort of misogynistic, racist persona and just talk a bunch of shit. Don't don't worry about who it hurts. And uh, again, I don't, I don't. That's fine if you think it's funny. I, I think it's just completely <laughs> unimaginable. He says the same shit over and over again. He's like, yeah, you little soy boy, fucking pussy liberal. Like, the, oh, I love, I love. Uh, he calls him Marty Fake Newsman. <laughs> oh my god, it's just the most unimaginative. Like it doesn't even really make sense. I love it. It's just it's just like dog signaling to like like uh, Trump supporters. Not even dog. It was it's. It, there was a while where he wore the MAGA uh-huh. hat everywhere, uh-huh. and it's just like let me take anything from. I, I'm surprised he he didn't say that he was going to drain the swamp of 170. It's just not even like a little bit original or imaginative. Chael was hilarious. Like he'd come up with. I love it. F- original stuff on the spot. Fuck Colby Covington. Anyway. Um. Yeah, next week those fights are gonna be awesome. I don't have anything else to add, sir. Do you have anything else that you want to finish the episode with? Nah, <laughs> probably did, but I got all fucking bent out of shape about <laughs> stupid Colby Covington. I, I want to put money on Colby. Just no, that's fine. To, to be honest, I really don't think about him that much. That yeah. was sort of like at first I was like, this is stupid, and then it was just still the same shit. I'm like, ah, eh, I don't really care. Plus, particularly since I think Usman's just gonna body him this time. We'll see. He should. He should. I think. I think he's a better fighter. But anyway, I'm rooting for Colby. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the episode. We will see you guys in the week. And for those of you guys that uh, are listening, remember we're on uh, on YouTube's. We're usually live on uh, Sundays at around two o'clock. I think today we start like at two thirty or something. But we're usually live on YouTube's, or you can catch the video afterwards on YouTube's on our channel. And uh, if you want to see our ugly faces, hope you guys enjoyed the episode. See you guys in a week. Bye bye. Hey everyone, Mondo here. I just want to take the time to say on behalf of myself and Aaron that we appreciate everyone who's taken the time to listen to our podcast. We know there's hundreds of thousands of podcasts to choose from, but you took some time out of your day to listen to us ramble on. Please share our podcast, like and subscribe, follow us on all our social media platforms and all that jazz. Whether you love us, hate us, agree with our opinions or disagree, we still love you.